Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Wednesday, September 22nd, and I am your host, Nathaniel E. Baker, filling in for Pim Fox. Our top story today is, of course, the Federal Reserve policy announcement this afternoon at 2.30. We are watching also the Evergrande situation very closely. More on all that in a minute. Let's first take a look at markets today. In Asia, the Nikkei is down about seven-tenths of one percent. Hang Seng in Hong Kong is closed. China is up about four-tenths of one percent. India is down about one-tenth of one percent. In Europe at midday, we have the FTSE in London up over one percent, same as the CAC in Paris. And the DAX in Frankfurt is up about six-tenths of one percent. Turning to the U.S., the Dow is up about six-tenths of one percent, same as the S&P 500. NASDAQ up about four-tenths of one percent. Crude oil is higher rallying by about 1.6% to trade around $71.60 a barrel. Gold is roughly unchanged, and Bitcoin is down 3%, trading around 42100 The 10-year Treasury yield uh, is up about one basis point to around 1.336%. So the Federal Reserve takes center stage today. But the decision could be a dud for the market that's been hyping up these big macro events lately. Uh, This is certainly the most important FOMC meeting since, well, since the last one, I guess. But if Chairman Jay Powell and company are going to avoid taper talk and keep rate forecasts steady, Wall Street could likely shrug it off, as they did recent jobs reports and inflation readings. So nobody expects a rate hike when the statement arrives, but there is plenty for the FOMC to try and finesse in its statement, and of course for Powell to address in his Q&A that follows. Quote, The Fed has to navigate desire to taper asset purchases through landmines of uncertainties about the economy and the risks posed by variants, debt ceiling politics, China, and inflation. So said Diane Swank, chief economist at Grant Thornton, in a tweet yesterday. Stock index futures are higher, as we said, though that is likely more due to the developing situation in Evergrande in China, as we'll see in a minute. Quote, the S&P 500 is basically flat since the Fed's July 28 confab, tweeted Renmac. Quote, when we think about the last few times China was the source of concern, 2015-2016, the U.S. equity decline was far more pronounced. Asset Purchase Tapering Calls for the Fed to trim its $120 billion per month in asset purchases are growing as inflation heats up, but the consensus is that there will be no official announcement on tapering today. Two-thirds of 52 economists surveyed by Bloomberg, expect a November announcement. And more than half of them 
expect the Fed to not start tapering until December, or the announcement to come in December, rather. Powell has still been adamant that he will give ample notice for any moves. According to BlackRock's Rick Reeder, the August jobs report gave the doves on the Federal Reserve's board, essentially where we think the chair resides today, some fodder for postponing a tapering of the QE asset purchase program, though we think this would be a mistake. Yet we do believe that we will learn more details in September, that's today, from the FOMC meeting relative to what the Fed's schedule for tapering will be. That's according to BlackRock's Rick Reeder. A change in the wording of the statement may be where the market gets that signal. Uh, economist Joseph Bruce Willis in his Real Economy blog writes, quote, if the Fed signals any change, expect different language in the third paragraph of its statement, where the committee may update the risk to the outlook as balanced, which may signal tapering before the end of the year. Mohammed Alarian, for his part, says, quote, In 2013, before its previous round of tapering, the Fed used its statement to signal coming policy action, so it may choose to take that approach this week. Dissecting the dot plot. The latest dot plot chart of Fed members' interest rate projections will also be closely watched. Uh, the sole purpose of this dot plot is to increase confusion and misunderstanding in financial markets, according to UBS chief economist Paul Donovan. The dot plot is meant to illustrate where individual members see rates going, but not where they will or necessarily want them to go. And the Fed chief himself, Jerome Powell, has said that this is not a great forecaster. But if three members raise their 2022 dots, the new median will be for a quarter point hike that year, so next year. And Wall Street banks have been aggressively marketing short-term interest rate derivatives that would pay off with tightening pulled for forward. That's according to Bloomberg reports. Quote, watch the dots. Likely we'll see initial rate hike pulled into 2022 with more in 2023. That's according to Kathy Jones, fixed chief income strategist for Schwab. Ethics questions. Beyond monetary policy, Powell may face some difficult questions about the recent controversy of the asset portfolios of Fed governors. Dallas Fed President Robert Kaplan's trading in individual stocks last year, including several mega caps that would benefit from lower interest rates, prompted the Fed chairman to open an ethics review. And Powell and two other Fed members owned securities that the central bank was buying last year. Evergrande interest payments. Bloomberg is reporting that Hengda Real Estate, which is the main unit of the troubled Chinese property developer Evergrande, will make its Thursday bond coupon payment. That is hardly means that Evergrande is out of the woods, however. Indeed, a restructuring still seems likely, but a disorderly unwind now seems off the table, at least for the moment. Other news here, ConocoPhillips will become the second largest oil and gas producer in the lower 48 U.S. states, this after its $9.5 billion acquisition of Shell's assets in the Permian Basin. 
Adding an estimated 200,000 barrels per day will put Konoko within striking distance of leader ExxonMobil, which is expected to produce about 1 million barrels a day. Konoko's deal propels it past Chevron, EQT, Occidental, and AOG resources. That's according to consulting firm Ristat Energy. Adobe earnings. Adobe fell in extended hours trading yesterday after it reported fiscal third quarter earnings where it beat consensus on top and bottom lines and guided above expectations for the current quarter. Revenues rose 22%. Gross profit jumped to $3.5 billion from $2.8 billion a year ago. And non-GAAP operating income came to $1.8 billion. Toast IPO. Toast, stock symbol T-O-S-T, is a restaurant-specific software platform that has priced its IPO at $40 a share, which is above the expected range of $34 to $36, and an increase from the previous price of $30 to $33. The company will raise about $870 million for a valuation of about $20 billion. Shares will set, uh, are set to begin trading Wednesday on the New York Stock Exchange. Toast was founded in 2011, and it makes software for restaurants to manage functions like business operations, online ordering, delivery, and integrated payments. Some last items of news here. Morgan Stanley is eyeing a correction in the stock market in the S&P 500, expecting it to fall as much as 20%. Uh, QuantumScape shares are soaring after another deal with a top 10 automaker. Freshworks has priced its IPO above the range of $36 a share. U.S. Natural Gas prices fell to a two-week low on more bearish weather outlook. Facebook is debuting its new portal video device today. And AT&T CEO Stanky says that HBO Max deserves a value unlock and that cost cuts are one-third complete. The Department of Justice and six states have sued American Airlines and JetBlue over alleged anti-competitive partnership. And office REIT stocks are making headway after a deal reported with Google's office. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to rate it and review it. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, Behind the Idea, Essay for FAs, Let's Talk ETFs, the Cannabis Investing Podcast, and Marketplace Roundtable on those platforms as well. Have a great day.